Film School podcast. I am coming at you at uh, it's about twenty to one in the morning, East Coast time. Um, just got done with this game a few minutes ago. The Knicks lost to the Sacramento Kings, um, one fifteen to one hundred eight. Uh, it was a good effort. It was a good effort from the Knicks. I, I know one fifteen is is kind of a lot. You may have expected a slightly Better defensive effort coming off that that Clippers game, but they actually defended pretty well, um, considering how much the Kings run. Uh, d- still not getting up on three pointers enough, but uh, you know, young team, they're learning. Uh, but they kept it close, which is which is what you want to see after uh, just a no show job in the first half in L.A. Um, but I don't want to talk about necessarily their their overall team effort tonight. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I was not even going to record a podcast tonight. Uh, but I am deciding to do so for two reasons. One of those reasons, as many of you know, uh, I am a teacher by day um, before I, I put on the cape at night. Uh, and I had a snow day today. So, you know, God graced me with that gift Although I don't really know how much of a, a gift it was. I mean, I, I love my daughter. She's wonderful. But, you know, 10 hours in, in the house alone with uh, a two-and-a-half-year-old who just has an endless reserve of energy is um, – it takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot out of you. I'm not going to lie. But uh, I appreciate the snow day. So, you know, I wanted to I wanted to give back to those who have who have given so much to me. So – that's one reason I'm recording the pod. The second reason, and the most important reason, and the real guy that I want to talk to or talk about tonight is Alonzo Trier. So, you know, I, I remember on draft night, I was at the draft, and um, I think I, I think me and my wife left after the Knicks took um, Mitchell Robinson in the, in the second round. I was like, Oh, cool. Uh, talented guy. And then, uh, (laughs) yeah. How's that turning out? And then, you know, we're on the way home and I think I, I walked in the door, um, and I looked at my phone and I was like, Oh, the Knicks signed Alonzo Trier. And I had remember, remembered reading about Trier, um, as being a guy who who most people pegged to get drafted, I, I think there were maybe a couple people who had him as like a late first rounder. So I was like, oh great, you know, um, I know he had his issues in college, but nice nice move for the Knicks getting a guy that clearly has some talent. And then we watched him play in summer league, and I'm like, eh, you know, he could do some things, but nothing nothing's really impressing me too much here. And then we saw him in preseason. And then in preseason, it was like, oh, okay. Uh, this guy might be an NBA player. Like he, he's, you know, there are, there are guys who, you know, maybe don't do 
anything that well other than score. But if in this league, God knows if you could score, you're always going to have a job. Um, and he could score. And then the year started and it was like, okay, this is, this is pretty cool. He's, he's good. Um, you know, this guy looks like he could be a rotation player, maybe not for a good team, but he could be a rotation player in the league. Um, get legitimate minutes. I mean, he just had a knack for putting the ball in the basket. Then he was injured. He was out for, um, I want to say about, yeah, I have it right here. He was out for seven games. And then he came back and for like two, three weeks, just, he looked like shit. He did, he was like, and, and I remember on a couple of post games, we were like, eh, maybe this is what Trier is. Um, you know, good thing they got a team option for his contract next season. And since then, um, we have just seen... I don't even want to say a reemergence of the player that we saw early in the year because here's the thing about what Trier is doing now. And this is why I really wanted to record tonight. When you have a shitty team, and oh boy, are the Knicks a shitty team. Almost everything that you see on the court when you watch them needs to be taken with a grain of salt. Because, you know, it happens year after year in this league where we see crappy teams, guys put up good numbers for for shitty teams, and you're like, oh, maybe that guy's a player, and then you never hear from them again, or at least not in any capacity of, of, uh, you know, making an impact on winning basketball. And there's usually one exception um, on all those teams. The most obvious exception for the Knicks this year without question, is, is Mr. Robinson. And, and he kind of came back down to earth a little bit tonight and still managed to have, I think he ended up with two blocks, seven boards, um, did foul out, a couple of questionable calls there. But um, anyway, so yeah, Mitchell Robinson's the guy for this team that is is the one that stands out. And he's like the guy that even though we are crap, you can take as a Knicks fan and be like, all right, this guy is... Legit, and you know, Knox will be fine. Dennis Smith Jr. He'll he's going to be okay. I, I I maintain, and obviously they have bigger fish to fry this summer. But Trier is a guy that I feel like most people, most general NBA observers, have been putting in the category of, yeah, it's cool that he's doing, you know, putting up some points for a Knicks team that isn't very good, but. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. And my point here tonight that I want to make, or this morning, I should say, is that I think we are getting to the stage where we have to start taking this a little bit more seriously. And I'm going to go through some numbers. And if you follow me on Twitter, you've probably heard some of these before. But I'm going to go through them again anyway. So tonight was the um, ninth time... Uh, excuse me, it was the eighth time this season, eighth time this season that Trier has scored 20 or more points. That by itself doesn't mean a whole lot to me. He he scored 29 tonight um, on 16 shots. That's the part that excites me because Alonzo Trier 
has not yet taken 20 shots in an NBA game. And if you look at his big scoring games and you look at the shot attempts, it's crazy. 31 points on 18 shots, 25 points. Tonight, 29 points on um, 16 shots. He had 25 on 12 shots, 24 on 11 shots, 23 on 10 shots, 22 on 15, 21 on 15, 20 on 11. His efficiency from the field as a rookie is kind of nuts. And I think it's all the more impressive due to the fact that the three-point shot, at least as of as of now, is still not a huge part of ex- of his game. And I think it's just because he's still kind of getting comfortable in the league. But there's a guy shooting 40% from three on the year. Tonight, he was three or four from deep. Um, his career high in threes taken in a game is five. He did that against San Antonio, um, you know, what was it, about a week ago. So the fact that he's still that he's shooting threes at a forty percent clip and he still hasn't made the three ball a significant um part of his arsenal, so to speak, and he's still putting up these games with this crazy efficiency tells me that there's another level that he could go as a player. And I think the reason is because he has a knack for getting to the free throw line that is something that you would not expect to see from any rookie. I don't care, you know, that he's an older rookie. Tonight was the it set his career high in free throw attempts in a game with 15. I know he didn't hit a lot of them. He only went 10 for 15. It was the fifth time this year he shot nine or more free throws in a game. Again, he has a knack for getting to the line. Like some guys have it and some guys don't. And if it's one thing this team has, I mean, this team has sucked at a lot of things over the last five years. The thing they've been probably the worst at is getting to the line. They never get to the line. And that's one thing that this year's team does. And it's one thing that he does. And he clearly has a knack for it. And I know it annoyed a lot of fans. And it annoyed me. It annoyed me earlier this year when he would be driving and he would think he would get fouled. And he'd stand there and he'd complain about the call. Um, And he wasn't getting those calls. And he probably wasn't getting them because he's an undrafted rookie. And you're not going to get... Those borderline calls. Well, guess what? Now he's starting to get more of those calls. Um, and I think it's adding another element to his game. And it's it's insane to me. I still can't believe this when I see it. He went through a six-game, excuse me, a five-game stretch in early February where he didn't get to the line once. Five straight games, did not get to the line one time. And it was, you know, about a month removed uh, from his injury. I don't know if it was still bothering him. But since then, um, you know, he's just he's getting to the line like it's his job and, and we've seen him do it all year. So I just you know, and the defense, I get it. I, I just said on the, the periscope, I, I I know the defense is not NBA like winning team rotation player caliber of defense. I get that. But he's still a rookie. And if there's one thing that you have to give every rookie the benefit of the doubt on, it's um, it's defense. He will get better. He is aggressive. He's you know he's kind of a quick twitch um, athlete. I I just I think we need to start taking him as an NBA player a little bit more seriously. I'm not 
I'm not willing to say he's a starter in the league. I'm not willing to say, you know, he's a guy who's, you know, he's going to be a, a future six man of the year or anything like that. But, you know, as a guy who could come in and, um, and get your buckets and seems to like being here in New York, you know, I had his mom on, on the podcast a couple weeks ago and she, you know, and I, it, look, obviously she's going to say this, but she convinced me, I think they like being here in New York and, um, you know, we know there's a connection to Kevin Durant. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think it, it, it. It's probably not strong enough to to factor into Durant's decision. Um, but I, I also don't think it could be ignored. Um, and you know, they still need to to you know carve out a little bit more cap space to get that those two max slots going into the summer. And um, I'm not sure what they're gonna do, but I, I, I would be shocked if Trier is not on this team next year. And I'd be surprised if he wasn't playing, you know, significant minutes. So, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. He's by the way, he's amongst rookies on the year. He's fifth in free throw attempts per game. And the only guys ahead of him, um, were all, uh, among the top five picks in the draft. Doncic, Trey Young, Marvin Bagley, Jaron Jackson. Um, that he is averaging more free throw attempts per game than DeAndre Ayton, I think is, uh, you know, pretty cool. So, yeah, ode to Trier. Um, had to do it. It was time. Um, as far as the rest of this game, nobody else that really needs highlighting. I said Mitch kind of had a down-to-earth game, although he, he did get his two blocks. So, good for him there. Um, you know, Dotson had some nice minutes. Was was pretty spry on D. Dennis Smith Jr., decent game. Uh, 8-17 from the floor. Missed some easy ones around the rim, but overall, I thought it was a nice effort. Five assists. He, You know, he continues to drop dimes, which is nice. Um, you know, Vonley, okay game. Knox, 4-6 from the field. You like to see that. He, um, Rebecca Harlow noted, uh, or actually I should say Keith Smart noted when he was talking to Rebecca Harlow during the halftime that they had designed some more plays for Knox than they than they usually do. And those plays were designed to get him some easier looks. And, you know, it worked. He still can't defend a fucking empty beer bottle. But what are you going to do? That'll come in time. So, yeah. Um, we look forward now to the last 18 games of the season. Um, I, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I need to see anything from any of these guys over the last 18 games. I think we've seen enough from Trier. I think obviously we've seen enough from Mitchell Robinson. You want to see a little bit more efficiency from Knox. Tonight was a good start, but I'm not getting worked up. I, I, the December that we saw from him, you don't have that month and have games like he had during that month if you're not going to be a, a potentially special scorer in the league. So I you know, I know everybody's worried about Knox. I'm not worried about Knox. And I think Smith Jr. has shown you enough to feel good heading into the offseason that he's gonna be um you know, if he's here, assuming they don't they don't trade him, um, that he's gonna be someone that will benefit from an off season, you know, in the Knicks program, get his conditioning up. He he definitely looked tired a few times tonight. That's become a trend. He does look tired at times during games. Um, but his defense was good, so um, I'll give him that. Yeah, so I'm I'm not sitting here being like, oh, I need to see this, that, the other thing. 
um, from anybody. Um, I guess I just want to see Nilakina get back healthy. That's really it. I want to see Nilakina get back healthy because I, you know, right now, I think their rotation is essentially what it's going to be for the rest of the year. And I think the difference is going to be when Nilakina gets back. I think we're going to see him in those backup small forward minutes. Right now, Lance Thomas is playing those minutes. He he played 15 minutes tonight. I think they're going to slot Nilakina into the backup small forward role. And I think you're going to see him get, you know, maybe maybe some some minutes with the starters. I mean, Luke Cornett played 26 minutes tonight. Noah Vonley played 34. I could see both those guys having reduced minutes down the stretch. Um, and I think you're going to see a lot of games where it's, you know, Knox, Smith Jr., Dotson, Ellenson, who I think they like, Robinson, Moutier, yes, Moutier, Trier, and, and Nilakina playing the bulk of the minutes. So I, I just want to see him get back healthy. It would be a shame if he he ended what has been a very difficult year without getting at least a chance to, you know, kind of make it right. So I'll end with that. Um we will have another post game for you after the Suns on Wednesday. Then I have um, a couple of guests that I'm very, very excited about having on Thursday night. That pod will be out um, late Thursday morning or early Friday, or whatever. And um, yeah, onwards and upwards. We got some other exciting pods coming up before we finish up the season, going down the stretch. But um, thanks to everybody for continuing to listen to these babies. They've been fun. Um, I think we may hit a hundred podcasts by, um, by draft time. That's my goal to get, to get a hundred of these things in the books before the NBA draft. We'll see if we get there. See if I don't, if I don't pass out before that. Um, anyway, enjoy the rest of your week and, uh, be good everybody. Stay safe. Peace out.